Pastor Xavier Reese with the secret of the new life, conquering the old flesh. The continuous victory is through living daily through the new birth. Listen to these words. Overcomes the world. You overcome the world through this new birth, in this new birth. If I attempt to live in my carnal birth, there will only be defeat. It is impossible for you to be victorious through the energies of the flesh. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. How many coaches will enter the locker room at halftime this football season to encourage their team who has fallen behind with the inspirational speech, saying, you can overcome this? Well, today, as he delivers a study from the book of 1 John, Pastor Xavier reminds us of this very simple truth that we too can overcome. Here he is with today's encouraging lesson. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. The message is entitled, Overcomers and Conquerors. The first five verses of chapter 5 are a unit. And John is making the transition from the theme of love to faith, which is the foundation of the Christian life. And he gives here certain tests for the new birth. And we said that in verse 1, the doctrinal test of faith. That was the first, obedience to believe Jesus is the Christ by faith. Then in verse 2, the second test was a social test of love. Obedience to love the children of God with God's love. And then the third test is in verse 3, the moral test of righteousness. Obedience to love God by obeying his word. Simple test. Now the two verses that follow, 4 and 5, are a continuation of the preceding three by way of explanation, giving three reasons why the commandments of God are not burdensome, but making that individual victorious over the world. It's easy to miss it. It's easy to take off on just that and not see the link. It's tied together. It's progressive. Let me read here and I'll give you the three reasons that he gives an explanation. Verse 4 and 5. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? First reason you overcome the world and the commandments of God are not burdensome is in verse 4, the first portion. The believer has a new birth. Real simple. That's where it starts. Second, the rest of four. The believer has rested in the message of the finished work of the cross. And then the third in verse 5. The believer depends completely on the person of Jesus. There's the three reasons why the commandments of God are not burdensome and a person is victorious over the world. And he lays them out. Let's begin here with the believer has had a new birth. This is the commencement of victory 
through the spiritual birth. For whatever is born of God. That's where it starts. The word for is looking back to the fact that the commandments of God are not burdensome. Follow it. Look at verse 3. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. For what is born, whatever is born of God, it's connective. It is the first reason given to explain why it is not difficult. It isn't bothersome. It isn't irksome to obey God's word. The word could be translated because. Let's do that. Uh, they're not burdensome because whatever is born of God. It's the reason, the explanation. The person who is not burdened with obeying the commandments of God is the one who is born again. The one who has believed the gospel message that Jesus is the Christ goes back to verse 1. The anointed of God, the Messiah. The one who has confessed their sins to Jesus and asked forgiveness. The one who has acknowledged his own poverty of spirit as Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 3. Bankrupt to be saved, to merit God. The one who has received a divine nature to escape the corruption of the world, 1 Peter 1, 3-4. This is the foundation of being part of the family of God. You're born into the family of God. You choose to come into the family of God. You're not forced into the family of God. You're not in the family of God just because you're American <laughs> or because you believe in a divine being, but because you agree with the revelation of the Father. The word whatever sounds a little awkward. It's in the neuter and has a collective implication denoting the entire body of the church born of God. That's why he says, for whatever you would expand say, and whosoever, he uses the neuter. They're not an elite few. They are not the Gnostics. They are all who call on the name of the Lord and have repented from their sins. This is the commencement of victory. If this new birth does not take place, there can be no victory. None whatsoever. The Bible says there's no victory if you're not born again. Now, the continuous victory is through living daily through the new birth. Listen to these words. Overcomes the world daily. The implication is of inherent power to not only resist, but to win and carry off in victory. You overcome the world. The word overcome is nikao, meaning to conquer or prevail. The word is in the present tense, ongoing, continuous. So I must live through this new birth. I must live in this new birth. If I attempt to live in my carnal birth, there will only be defeat. It is impossible for you to be victorious through the energies of the flesh. Impossible. The thing that the born-again person overcomes is the world, the enemy of God and the enemy 
of the believer. Never, ever believe that the world is your friend. Never. The word for world, cosmos, is used basically two ways by John. The created universe, the earth, and the people. And the order of human society that is under control of Satan's power, the evil one, by the fallen state. This is the way John is using the word right here in our text. In fact, down in verse 19 of chapter 5, he says, We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. The same word, world, cosmos. The order. You get your word cosmetics from cosmos. Bringing things out of order into order. That's what cosmetics means. The secret of the strength of the person born of God is due to the word and the spirit of God abiding in them. He's already told us in chapter 2, verse 14, uh, the word of God abides in you. In uh, 4.13, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit, the word and the spirit. That's like gas and fire. (laughs) Energy. The person born of God is victorious over the world and ever pressing forward. Due to the ongoing influence and nourishment of the word of God and the spirit, making them strong, productive, ever pressing towards the mark. As you walk and you continue to run that race, you will get many scars. You will get many battle wounds. The chances of you being injured or killed when you go to war are very, very high. We are in a spiritual warfare. A man said to D.L. Moody, now that I'm converted, must I give up the world? No answered the evangelist. You need not give up the world. If you give a ringing testimony for the Son of God, the world will give you up pretty quickly. They will not want you. Kind of different, isn't it? If I'm being a witness for Jesus, the world's not going to want me. I won't have to worry about giving up the world. The world will kick me out. (laughs) The believer... Having new capacities is given commandments which he or she can obey. They can obey them. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He said in 1 John 2, 15. The love of the world and the things of the world stand in contrast to God's love. We've talked about it many times. Nothing wrong with things in and of themselves. It's the love, the pursuit, the covetousness, the living for those things before God. The constant attraction and love for the world denies having the love of the Father, he says. A divided heart. The world is comprised of three basic areas, and John has very clearly stated them to us in 1 John 2.16. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. All that is in the world falls under these three categories. Real simple categories. Nothing else falls outside of these three categories. The lust of the flesh is in our sin nature that craves the forbidden. Wet paint, don't touch. (laughs) The lust of the eye is a way of enticement through the windows of the soul. So you want to watch 
what you watch. You want to be careful what you let come in because it'll grab you. The pride of life is the vanity of self and trust in oneself to know all and to be in control. Ikes. I know everything. You know people like that? I know everything. <laughs> the world is temporal and fleeting. Listen to 1 John 2, 17. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. The passing indicates that the process of decay that has already started will do so until it disappears. It's wearing down. The world carries within it the seeds of its own destruction, one has put it. Self-destruct. The fashions that are hot today are mocked tomorrow. The values, the standards of society fades rapidly and they're ever-changing. The degeneracy of man's violence, sexuality, and self-love is ever-shocking, progressing in a downward cycle. All of the evil systems of this cosmos is headed towards the coming of Christ. The contrast is a great chasm. Those who are decaying along the world and those who keep on doing the will of God in view of eternity in the world. There's a chasm between the two. The Christians to desire to see God increase and him to decrease, as John the Baptist said in John 3.30. You must increase. I must decrease. And so the commandments of God are not burdensome due to the new birth, able to overcome the world. Notice the second reason. The believer has rested in the message of the finished work of the cross. The victory over the world is accomplished when one is born again. Listen, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. The phrase, this is the victory, is pointing to what follows, our faith. And our faith speaks of a person. The word for victory is Nike. Nike shoes. <laughs> Describing the state of triumph. The initial defeat came by man, as you know. The first Adam disobeyed God and introduced death and sin. In Genesis 3, Romans 5, 12. The first Adam was expelled from the garden to live under sin nature, dependent on God. The first Adam was looking forward to the last Adam to redeem mankind, according to the promise of Genesis 3.15. So the victory came by the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came as the last Adam in human form as a man. Jesus came to prove that the first Adam did not have to fail, but rather chose to fail. Jesus as a man was victorious over Satan as he was tempted by him in the wilderness. Matthew 4, Luke 4. Jesus was without sin, obedient to the Father in all things. The redemption of man was now possible by the grace of God through faith. Jew, 
as well as Gentile, one in the family of God, regardless of our background, regardless of our sin, regardless of whatever happened to us. And so the victory comes to a sinner when they are born again. He is the one that gained the victory. The phrase has overcome is in the aorist tense pointing to a definite act in the past. It describes when the believer places his trust in the work of Jesus. The manner was at the hearing of the gospel message. The Holy Spirit brought conviction upon your life, upon my life. And when we enter that new birth, all the victory that Jesus accomplished at the cross became my victory. My victory. Instantly. The instant I repented, you repented. The instant we asked forgiveness of our sins, we had victory over the world. Because then and there, Jesus gave us his spirit and made us his children. It's pretty heavy, isn't it? <laughs> In that instant, you received eternal life. The victory over the world is by faith and the atoning work of Jesus. Two words, our faith. Our faith. The means by which a person enters into the victory of Christ and becomes an overcomer of the world himself is by faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, we are saved by grace through faith, that not of ourselves, it is a gift of God. God imparts salvation as a gift, but God imparts the faith to believe also. It is not of ourselves. It's of God. Now, notice the word faith. It's synonymous with several words that John has used in this section. Believer, born of God, begotten, children of God, loving God, loving the brethren. They're all synonymous. You can't do any of these unless you're born again. <laughs> all of them are, identify one in the family of God. One who has been born again. Faith is opposite to works. No personal worth can bring about victory over the world. None. No self-denial of food, pleasures, etc. Many have tried through the centuries. No amount of isolation, be it in a cave or a monastery, can overcome the world. You go in that cave and your mind is full of the world. The temptation is in the world. But the problem is not the world outside of me. The problem is the world inside of me. There's the problem. Nothing can bring victory over the world in the heart of man but faith in the work of the person of Jesus. Faith in the work of the person of Jesus. The person, by placing their faith in the finished work of Christ, has overcome the world's mind and beliefs. The world says man is not a sinner. 
The world says man does not need forgiveness. The world does not even acknowledge the word sin. The world says man is not created. The world says that Christianity is mere religion. The world says that Jesus is merely a man like any other. The individual who's born again, who's victorious over the world, rejects all of these things, opposes all of these things. The hall of faith says, of whom the world was not worthy. Read the 11th chapter of Hebrews. Those men were not applauded, crowned, awarded. They were persecuted for their faith. The world is defined by one person as the following. Anything that cools my love for Christ is of the world. Wow. Anything that cools my love for Christ is of the world. It's really not that difficult, right? It's kind of like, you know, how do you know you're a leader? Turn around. Are people following? Sometimes we make Christianity much more difficult and mysterious than it is. Whatever cools my love for Christ is of the world. It could be my own ambition, my own plans for my life, my house, my children, my wife, my bank account, whatever it may be. The victory does not mean there is no difficulties. The believer is born into warfare. He has been delivered from the power of darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of the son of his love, Colossians 1.13 says. When I was born again, Jesus said, okay, X, you're in the kingdom of darkness. He said, boom, now you're the kingdom of light. Immediately. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you, 1 John 3.13 says. It hated him first. The enemy is spiritual, and that's why Paul the Apostle in Ephesians 6.11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the stratagems, the tactics of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Here all like Buck Private and PFCs and sergeants and everything. Principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Ephesians 6, 12. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Ephesians six thirteen. The fight will be heated at times. If we are practicing to live in the Spirit and we are responding in the Spirit and bringing our thoughts into captivity and trusting in Jesus and drawing from Him on a daily basis, when those difficult times come, and they will come, when those tragedies come, and they will come, and when those times when you don't understand why, and there will be many you will resort to doing what you've always done. To do good spiritual warfare. 
Pastor Xavier Reese and the victorious outcome of a faithful walk. And be sure you tune in next time for the conclusion of this study. Now you can hear this broadcast again in the meantime by making use of the radio listings link when you log on to CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Of course, you can always pick up a copy on CD as well. The title to ask for is Overcomers and Conquerors. We just ask that you include a gift of $4 with your request. Use these messages to bless someone in your church or Bible study that might need some encouragement. Once again, the title to ask for is Overcomers and Conquerors, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And it's helpful when you mention the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us check on the impact of this ministry in your area. How do you live a victorious life? The answer on the next edition of Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Hope you'll be back. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com